We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome to Light Years. Andy Lou, fine Wednesday night this evening. The Warriors have been in camp two days, three if you count media day. How are you feeling? Uh, I, I mean, it's good to see clips of... Uh, it's, it's good to see clips of James Wiseman doing layups and, and big man drills. I feel like he's, uh, I feel like he's in high school with me again. Um, it feels good to see Kaminga go one-on-one. Little, little uh, mid-range fadeaways, you know... Little Kobe, Kobe in him. Uh, no, I mean it's good to see clips of people, isn't it? Like Jordan Poole, Steph Curry, Juan Scano Anderson. Like it feels like. Look, there's a lot of questions around the team, Sam. But when I see clips of Steph Curry play basketball, I'm not gonna lie, it's pretty fucking great. So I can't really complain. Yeah. And, and I'm also, and I'm also not gonna lie to you. This A season has sucked, and I'm ready to move on to basketball season. you can reclaim the Raiders. You can reclaim the Raiders. You know, you got that. That's true, but that's only one day. And and you know what? I, yeah. I like the Niners, but it's only one day a week. I'm ready for NBA content on a nightly basis is what I'm basically getting back to. Obviously, more of our listeners are Giants fans. You're a Giants fan. I know you're very excited about the playoffs. I think they're going to do well. <laughs> um, but, like, I am very much ready for NBA content to be a staple of my evenings. Yes. Yes. Um, Without a doubt. So one news item, Draymond's still not back. They're sticking with the same talking point of personal matter. I have no reason to not believe that, just to be clear with you. So I'm just going to leave it at that. Like, I mean, if anyone wants to call in and give us a conspiratorial take, you know, you can. But I I really see no reason to think this is anything other than, like, something's going on in Draymond's life. He's a veteran beyond belief. Teams like... Dude, it's it's not like 1981 with like you know Bobby Knight as your coach. Like, oh, you got to be a camper and on the team. You know, like there's a little bit of leeway for a guy who's as accomplished as Draymond. Yeah, uh, uh, well, you don't seem concerned, uh, which Sam sources tells me I shouldn't be concerned. Uh, Steve Kerr and those guys, even if they were concerned, aren't going to tell us that they're concerned. So, uh, I would say this, Sam. How about this? If Draymond's not going to show up for another week, uh, then there, there's a problem. But if he's there. Next week should be fine, right? So I, th- I think maybe maybe we can make a arbitrary cutoff. 
Uh, if he's going to miss the rest of the week, sure. But if he, if he misses next week, then yeah, we got a problem, obviously. Yeah. So we're going to proceed and think it's nothing until we hear otherwise. Um, and, and I feel like that's just kind of the way you got to go with it. Like it's Draymond Green. When is he not shown up? Right. Like when is he not shown up when it matters? So we know it's up. What I feel like is the big story at camp for the first couple of days, um, beyond like the most obvious one, which is we're all kind of excited to see Clay play basketball again. And like it's I didn't even understand how excited I was going to be to see Clay until I started seeing clips, saw him at Media yes. Day, stole yes. the show at Media Day, that sort of stuff. Like we, we all have those feelings, but like beyond that, I, I'm I'm most excited about Steve Kerr, to be honest. I feel like Steve 2.0 is a real thing. I feel like that's what we should talk about today. My man talking about Jonathan Kuminga, he goes, immediately he looks like a four because of his power, strength of body, ability to guard multiple positions. I think the easiest way for him to make an impact is at the four, limiting what he has to do offensively, dive man, roll man, DHO guy. I mean, this is music to my ears. I think it's music to your ears, Andy, too. Like, just wanting to simplify things. He's like, this kid has talent, but he's young. I want to simplify it so he can succeed. Sam, what if you copy and pasted what he said there and apply it directly? You know, we take a time machine 12 12 months ago uh, to James Wiseman. I mean, that's that's all we wanted, right? (laughs) Yeah, right. Obviously, it's the five instead of four, but same thing. Yeah, that's that's all we wanted last year. It was like we're just wanted we want to see what we have with him. Let him figure it out on the fly. And obviously, you know that approach didn't work. Like I feel like Wiseman, uh, he obviously showed some amazing flashes, but like you saw a guy who was kind of like he wanted some help. He really he wanted someone to tell him what to do a little bit. Teach like, me. Yes, exactly. Teach me something. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. So it seems like I, I feel like uh, from a Warrior fan perspective, it's just like. They learned their lesson from last year. They learned that like young players cannot be treated the same way that let's just say uh, veterans are treated. And I'm just excited because I think they might be able to do some facsimile of what they wanted now. Yeah, I think now too, uh, it's too optimistic to think that both guys are going to contribute to this team. Uh, in a winning fashion. I mean, if Andrew is not Andrew Wing is not going to play, obviously Kaminga is going to get minutes. He's going to contribute good or bad. But like, I don't think it's possible for both guys to play. But one of them, yeah, I think it's realistic. I, I do, I do. Um, one for one of those guys to, and and I and I think it's Wiseman. Um, I think you may think it's Kaminga, but I think it might just be a little bit easier for that guy just to be big and uh, and finish and play defense. But you're right. Uh, back to the Steve Kerr 2.0. Uh, he does, and somebody in the chat, uh, Sasaki. Uh, shouts to a Japanese dude, if he is, uh, um, says that Steve Kerr lies a lot. <laughs> so if we remember last season, Sam, Steve Kerr did spend a lot of the, a lot of that season saying the right things, right? Like saying that here's what he's going to do. Uh, he's going to play Steph more. He's going to go pick and roll more. And he does it one game and he ends up doesn't, he doesn't do it for the next week or so. So do you take this at face value? Or, or like, like you genuinely sounds like you genuinely believe that this is this is a real. He's turned a new true believer here. Number one, Steve Kerr fan, Samus Fandiari, leader of the. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, here's why I'm intrigued about it. Um, they didn't just talk the talk; they walked the walk. They hired Kenny Atkinson, who is an accomplished head coach who 
philosophically is somewhat different than Steve Kerr. He's more data driven. He's more modern. He's less um, kind of feel driven and read and react the way Steve Kerr is. So just by default of that, you know, you have to believe that there's some level of I'm trying to evolve here. On top of it, Mielovich, you bring in a very highly respected big man coach. Hopefully that pays dividends for James Wiseman over the course of the year. Maybe even Kuminga, they see him as a big. And then um, Jama, you know, Toronto Raptors, one of the best development coaches they can hire. We'll see how it plays out, but like this isn't. I'm bringing back the same staff and just yeah, like giving right. you lip you're service, right. or at least trying. That doesn't mean it'll work, but like that's all I want to see. I want to see some sort of adaptation here, which is what we're trying to see here. Like Steve Kerr said it multiple times. He said it on podcasts. He said it on in front of the media. He said it in a <laughs> bunch of places, which is you know we're getting a little stale, and it's time for some new ideas in here. And I don't know he what said else that like ask, five times, you know? like by the, the way. The, the, yeah, he, he the only, the only other times. option is just to fire everyone and bring in new people, which I don't think anyone <laughs> wants. So I'd rather bring in – I'd rather just like this – is a, this is an honest attempt at trying to kind of rejuvenate something that has worked. Yeah, yeah I'm with you. <laughs> the, uh, the, mentions, uh, the mentions are making fun of me for trying to be a Steve Kerr fan. Hey, man, it's the opening day at camp. If there's a, a time for optimism, it's right now. <laughs> I'm reaching across the aisle. I want to bring this up. You guys are monsters. I've been reading them. They're sick. Um, it's why I lost my focus for a second. Um, I, I will say one thing about optimism beginning a camp and, and Clay Thompson. I'm going to backtrack a little bit. Um, I, I think part of what you're feeling and maybe some fans are feeling that they're like, oh, now we're like genuinely excited about Clay coming back. I didn't think that was coming. I think part of it is a lot of fans felt that Man, one, Clay's out for a long time, so we just haven't seen him. But two, you always thought of it in the vacuum of, all right, even if Clay's coming back, this team is not really good enough to contend for a championship because he's still kind of hurt. So I think that's the way that Clay's been talked about Did for you? so long that, I don't know, it just feels cool, right? Like, just to be a, a fan that doesn't think from that perspective, just to think like, man, he's back. Just as it is, as Clay Thompson, not as... He's hurt. He's not going to be fully healthy. The team's not that great. not going to be that great. Like, forget all of that for a second and just look at Clay Thompson come back on the corner. I think that's where it's like, damn. You know, and we're not crying over here, Sam, but, you know, it, it feels pretty cool. It feels pretty cool. Yeah, well, maybe you're crying. I mean, I don't look, know. the tears will be shed. When, when Clay walks out <laughs> there, I'm, I'm going to send you – I'm going to send you these pictures of me crying. Yeah, I'm going to look like Kim Kardashian, with that, that meme, whatever it may be. Michael Jordan, just full Jordan crying face. That's what's going to be going on. Um, no, I mean, it's like, it's like the beginning of camp. It's not like we don't pod three times a week, every week, all through the offseason. So it's not, like, it's not like, like I don't have my questions about this team. It's just it's the beginning of camp. If you can't have a good mood right now, like God knows what's going to happen to you when they hit a three-game losing streak, right? Like I'm in a good place with this team right now, and I'm trying to manifest positivity because God knows I'll be negative when things go downhill. That's all I'm saying right now. So I'm bought it. I'm bought, yeah, I don't know why this is. This is now turned from a podcast to a Sam therapy session, but like that's where we're at right now. 
hey, look, man, Alex Wood looks like Greg Maddox tonight. I'm in a great mood. You know, the Warriors, <laughs> <laughs> Draymond's back next week. Andrew Wiggins is going to take the vaccine. He'll be ready to go. Yeah, we're all good to go. You know, James Wiseman is going to be back by December. Did you see him? I saw a few clips of James Wiseman doing left hand, right hand with Mielovich, and I'm, I'm sitting there, and I'm like, easy. Yeah, that's, yeah that's I mean, I'm not right worried. there. I'm not worried about his ability to do stuff with no defense. <laughs> but point points it. See, yeah, see, the cynicism comes out. Um, I don't know, man. We should plug this before we keep moving. Um, we are doing a watch party for the preseason game against the Denver Nuggets next Wednesday, October yes. 6th. Premium only, only for the premium subscribers. We've partnered with this platform called Playback. Pretty damn cool. I don't even want to give away that many details about it, but let's just put it this way. You know how you've always dreamed about like a single screen experience where you have your two favorite creators, hashtag yours truly and Andy Liu, um, talking <laughs> while you're also watching the game? That's what we're going to be able to deliver to you. So premium memberships going up, raising the prices from $5 to $500. No, I'm just kidding, guys. Um, <laughs> the point stands. It's going to be pretty cool, and we're excited to roll it out for you guys. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, I mean, I, I don't, there's no other way to, I mean, the, the technology is insane. I mean, we're doing another test tomorrow morning and, uh, it's just, it feels like, I don't, it's just, I didn't think it was going to be that great. I'll be honest with you. When we got, when, when they reached out to us, I was like, I don't know about this one. I, I wish we could do this. And I'm watching the game and I'm like, dude, it's exactly like we were sitting there and instead of kind of using two phones and Twitter on the side, we're actually talking to each other. You got hundreds of people that subscribe, thousands of people that are going to log in. You know what I mean? It's going to be me, you, Arsenal TV, Light Years TV. It's going to be great. So I'm ready. I'm ready to do it, Sam. Let's, uh, let's get going. Next Wednesday, uh, what, second preseason game? You know, yeah, it'll be, it'll be perfect. The Dodgers will be in a wild card game. So I, what my advice yes. to you would be watch the Dodgers yes. on your TV, second screen with Sam and Andy, watch the Warriors game on your computer or your tablet. And – you're about to have the best night of your life. Okay, that's maybe that's a little extreme. <laughs> We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. All right, let's get, All right, let's let's get, get to the Let's get back. <laughs> Yeah. Is it time yeah. for some callers? All right. So yeah. I, re- I really want to make this open-ended. We're in camp. This is optimism camp mode. You don't have to be optimistic, just to be clear. You know, just because I'm drinking the Kool-Aid and I'm in a good mood and Andy thinks Alex Wood is Greg Maddox. <laughs> I feel weird repeating that. Um, you don't have to do that, but we will take your calls. 
Ryan, hitting leadoff. What's up, buddy? Hey, what's up, guys? How you doing, man? Good, good. Um, school just started, so I've been going through the bullshit syllabus week, getting all that stuff done, so the usual. But, <laughs> yeah, that wasn't too optimistic. But um, as for the Warriors, um, if you want an optimistic take, the Discord was going off about Jordan Poole magically being six foot six. So I think we're all craving for some Warriors basketball. So my my optimistic predict, prediction is Jordan Poole wins MIP and wins six man of the year. And we finish as the four seed. I like it, Ryan. Give me your um so I want to ask you this. What do you think is more realistic? Jordan Poole winning most improved or winning six man of the year? Okay, so I think it's six minute of the year personally, because realistically the person who wins most improved usually is a person who goes from playing 25 minutes a game to playing 34, 36 minutes a game and has a crazy increase in scoring. I do think it's more likely for Jordan Poole to win six man, because what is he going up against Jordan Clarkson? I already personally think he's a better, more efficient player than Jordan Clarkson, Joe Ingles. It's like, there's not really that core crop of players. The only question of the pool winning six man of the year is whether he's going to start this season or Damian Lee is going to start. That's it. I, I I think it's his award to lose personally. I do agree with you. I actually think I, I think there's a realistic chance Kerr starts him, but like to win six man of the year, you just have to start less than fifty percent of the games. So it doesn't matter it doesn't matter if yeah, he starts in November. It matters that he he, you know, right. ends the season with twenty seven starts out of eighty games. Right, but the worry is if Wiggins not taking the shot when Clay comes back, Clay's gonna have to kick up to the three. Then Poole might have to start if Kerr doesn't want to start Damian Lee. But I'm a proponent of personally starting Lee for the first six minutes of the quarter, then going to Poole with Curry for a little bit, and then letting Poole run the second unit until Curry comes back in. And that's how I would see the rotations playing out. I just think it's easier to start Damian Lee. He's a good veteran shooter. He knows how to move the basketball, all that stuff, and let Poole stay in his role and develop in that role. Appreciate it, Ryan. Great call. 6'6", Jordan Poole. <laughs> who was the player a few years ago that said he was still growing? I forget who it I mean, was. There's was a few of them. Like last year, Anthony Edwards. Supposedly, Anthony Edwards is 6'6 now. Um, yeah. There's there's a guy every year who grows two inches between their rookie yeah. year and their sophomore year. And you know, I never well, know I mean, whether look, to believe look, it. Po- it's one of those things like you – you see him in person, you're like, you are tall. That's what that's what it comes down to. Yeah, I, yeah. I mean, look, if he's actually six six, I mean, his weaknesses are defense. He doesn't have much length, uh, and then and then finishing at the rim. I, I, but I think part of that is he needs to play more, right? He just gets more mature. But length helps if he's actually six six. So yeah, that'd be cool. So. It would. Giannis, Giannis, that's who it was. Giannis, that's who yeah. it was. He grew it does, four inches. Yeah, I mean, yeah. PG P, PG grew two inches between his rookie and his sophomore year. He went from being like a modest six seven to like being almost six ten. So he comes to mind. I mean, there's yeah. a few like it's these guys are all genetic outliers. So yeah, you know, they, yeah. as we saw at the Warriors World Tournament, the only difference between Andy and Zaza is some genetics. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> I uh, no keep comment. moving. Um, sup guys? Um. What's up, man? What do you guys think, like, in terms of the, like, the rookies, like, playing time this year? And, like, what do you think, um, like, how many minutes are you expecting from Moody, Moody and Kaminga during the regular season? That's a great question, Ryan. I appreciate it. Um, Andy, why don't you go first? Let's just, 
Why don't you go? What do you? Yeah. Think, what do you? Th- what are you expecting from Kuminga? And what are you expecting from Moody? Uh, by the way, do we get to throw Wiseman in here? <laughs> Does it count as a rookie? Um, I'll, I'll go. I'll go Kuminga first. Uh, so let's start with the assumption that I'm just going to say Wiggins is going to play. He's not going to miss 41 games. I mean, it's yeah, I feel. So I, I'm just let's say just let's just get this. Let's get this out there. He's playing. He's I feel playing. very confident he's going to get the shot, even though apparently he needs to really be convinced. By the way, that's a different conversation. <laughs> No, 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 no. I'm not, I'm not going down that path. Yeah, but I'm with you. I, I think he's going to play. Um, I think that he's – so I think he should be in the G League. I think he should be playing a lot of minutes in the G League. But I think he's going to actually play less minutes than, uh, than, than Moses Moody uh, by the time the season ends. Um, I think you're higher on him than I am. Uh, I think Moses Moody's skill set is just something that Steve Kerr, even though, if it's, even though Steve Kerr 2.0, Sam, is coming – I think Steve Hurst is going to go back to old habits and say, Moody's, he, he trusts his shot. Uh, he's solid defensively. He knows where to be, and he doesn't do too much on offense, right? I think that's key for someone like Steve who thinks, if you're doing too much on offense, he's not going to trust you, right? It took a long time for him to trust Jordan Poole. So I don't, I don't have any minutes. I don't have a guess for you, but I do think Moses Moody is going to end up playing more uh, than Kaminga by the time. So I um... – I actually I agree with you on the macro. I kind of disagree with you on the micro. I do think Kuminga will be able to get his way on the floor. The thing that stands out to me about this Warriors roster is they seem very committed to playing small. If they're committed to playing small, they need a bunch of guys who can play like small ball four and five. And Kuminga's one of them. Also, I don't think Kuminga can play the three in the NBA today at all. Like too much decision making. Too much outside shooting. He's not that guy yet. I would not be surprised if Kuminga got more run than you're anticipating, but I'm with you. I think by mid-season, Moody will probably have carved out a role. I think his skill set just it's 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 not that he's better than Kuminga, it's that he knows who he is. You watch him play, he knows he's a yeah. three and D guy. He he doesn't he's not experimenting. Kuminga absolutely thinks he's the next Kawhi Leonard, and he might be, to be honest. Like he might have that kind of talent, but with that comes like a level of exploration. And like you have Steph Curry, you have Clay Thompson, you have Draymond Green. You don't really you don't really have space for a a nineteen year old to like probe his dribble. You know what I'm saying? Like that's the type of thing where it's like <laughs> Moody, I could see just getting minutes because, like, Moody knows, like, open, shoot, not open, kick, right? Like, it's very simple. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. overall, now, I, I think I agree what, with you, though. One, I guess one thing, um, Kaminga looks like he's NBA bodies, physical, ready. Uh, Moses Moody might not be. So, that, that might be a thing in Kaminga's favor, right? Like, I don't know, Moody, Moody looks like he might get shoved around a little bit. He might know where to be on defense, but it just might not matter. Like a young Steph Curry. So, might, might bode well for Kaminga. Yeah, I agree with you. All right, let's let's keep moving. Get to the insufferable, but always requested option zero. <laughs> What's up, my man? Welcome back. I feel personally attacked because when I hit ask to speak, I saw a new disclaimer that says this is a recorded room. <laughs> yeah, just like just say, about, just say, that that means that everything you say can and will be held against you in a court of law. I'm a lawyer, so yes, I definitely. <laughs> I knew you would appreciate. I knew you would appreciate that more than anyone. So that's why I had to go there. I was like, wait a minute, this is like this is a new feature installed because I I posted my manifesto on Twitter before. The show. <laughs> oh, 
Wow, you guys really you guys really had Neil like with the mute button locked locked up ready to go, huh? <laughs> We're ready. We're ready, OZ. Wait, Whatever what's you up, got. OZ? Where are we going? What do you want to start with? I, I gave you my list. You want to talk about Wiggins starting? Should you start? I don't know. I mean, you can't really have a like Steve Kerr's like the last guy on earth that would want to change his lineup. Okay, let's actually like half I the time, right? Really? <laughs> I, I he hates that stuff. I, I just I I ref- I refuse to believe that Wiggins is not is going to go down this. I won't get a shot and I can't play at home games thing. Like I refuse I to, to believe uh, that the Warriors will will enter the season with that as a thing. But go ahead, Sam. Amick, Sam Amick and Slater did a pod and they pointed out that the vaccine hasn't changed in the last like nine months, and and anyone that has a real agent would know that the that they can suspend you. And they can they can dock your pay for every game. So it's not like, what's the new game changer? Like the NBA today issued a press release through everyone that said you can be you know we can we can dock your pay for every game. But that that's not new information. We all we all knew that, right? Like Bobby Marks was tweeting about that like two weeks ago. The, the game changer is he would actually sit games. Like we get to the thirteenth and he's barred from the arena. Is he really going to do that? Like as much? Let's put it this way. As much as we think everyone's on board with the vaccine, Kent Bazemore just got a shot. Like a bunch of players who are vaccine hesitant literally just got the shot right before media day just because like that was the last possible moment they could get away with it. Which is to say, I'm not surprised there's a couple holdouts and they may regret it in terms of like their PR image and everything, but like, I still think it's going to come around in that capacity. Anyway, I will pass the mic to you, OZ. Well, the SF mandate was also known for like, what, a month? When did they announce it? At least a month ago, right? So I still come back to like, what is the new information that that he didn't know, that he now knows? But did you not not hear him at Media Day? Did you not get the vibe that he did not believe that this was like truly a thing? Like my biggest thing, my but biggest that's weekends. Though he's always like laid like, back. Like he could have, he'd be in the middle of traffic with the car coming down, and he'd look the same as. Like... <laughs> that's true. I'm not going to disagree with that one, <laughs> but like I definitely got the impression from him that he thought he would get exempt at some point. Like he did not believe the fight was over, and I'm not saying I'm not I'm not making any sort of claim on it, but like it did seem to me like it had not crossed his mind at that point that he had to actually make a decision between playing in games and not playing in games. That was just the vibe I got. He also seemed completely and totally unprepared to like address yes. the decision. So yes. you're right on that. Because when he comes in and says, I don't need to tell you, it's like, it's media day, man. There's like a billion reporters. <laughs> and you think you weren't going to be asked this when it literally affects $15 million and 41 games of your availability. How did you not think you were going to get questions about this? I mean, yeah. Um, yes. I was talking. I was talking to. I mean, I was looking on Twitter about seeing how other reporters dealt with this because you got people claiming HIPAA. You got people claiming like I'm doing world research. <laughs> and, and like, what, what a point that was raised to me is the podium is not the right place to have that fight with the player. Right? There's like a billion people watching. You're not going to win arguing with the player during a podium. But I also have to imagine that like Pal- didn't Palinka didn't the, some someone tweeted that Palinka. Talked to Bazemore, who didn't want it. And after a conversation with Plinka, Bazemore said, I now understand it. I don't want to do it, but I now understand it. So I got the vaccine. Like Rob Palinka is now more convincing than Joe Laka, Bob Myers, Draymond Green, 
Steph Curry and Clay Thompson, like if you got Rob Palinka being more effective than you on this issue, and there's also the SF mandate, which SoCal does not have, then what the hell are we talking about? We, like, I do not have any faith that Wiggins will just suddenly do it. If he does, great, but this is another point then. You know how when we had Clay's injury, everyone was like, we can't win without Clay, so why bother trying? The, the reports from Slater and everyone are, and I think you addressed this, the Dubs are not going to consider trading him until he actually misses games. Like, isn't it too late by then? You should be, you should be on the phone right now lining up potential trades just in case. You shouldn't be waiting. Hey, if he actually misses games, then we'll start thinking options. Like, no, you should have been on the phone. Frankly, I don't know how much this is bluffing, but we know the Warriors smokescreen game is actually bullshit. Is, hey, um, we should probably start looking for trade options like two weeks ago, just in case. Like, just in case, yeah. right? I mean, why, why, why is their attitude so passive that, you know, we'll just wait. He, he'll probably hit your point. Well, it doesn't make no. sense. To be fair, I do think they've been trying to get off the Wiggins contract for a while now. The problem is not that they're trying to get off of it the prob- or trying to get off it. The problem is they're probably not trying to take anything back in a way that you might do it or fans might be like, okay with it, but they wouldn't, right? Meaning like yeah, they We're not, we're not trying to trade Will. Wiggins for John Wall. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. I saw, I saw. <laughs> I'm just saying like, like, I think that they're looking to, they would, they would love to trade them. They would love to. They just aren't the type of the franchise. They, they value Wiggins highly, which is, I mean, you, you feel about that. It just goes to the larger point where I think we all said this. Like, why does it take this COVID issue for you guys to even consider trading Wiggins at all? Because Slater on the pod with Amick said, "I, I personally, this is not this is not reporting. This is his opinion. I would trade him." And like, if you even got Slater, you know, turning on that issue, it's like, why why weren't you guys thinking about moving him, breaking him into two smaller contracts like twelve months ago? Like, we every single person on this Discord and on this call and in this room has talked about like 50 billion different trade options for Wiggins. But every single report we have is, well, unless we're trading for KD, we can't move Wiggins. He's three and, he's three and D. He's a wing. You know, he's a, he's a great defender that we yeah. can't replace. Like, what, like, why is it? It shouldn't take code for you guys to think, oh, shit, we probably shouldn't treat Wiggins as such. It doesn't make any sense. But... I don't know. I mean, it, it just, well, I, I got to stop reading the timeline with all these like anti-vax guys. <laughs> I mean, we, will, we have reached the point. We have reached the point where Ted, the, the Ted Cruz, I'll go, I'll go, I'll go now, but God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I agree. Say, okay. So I agree. Ozzy brings up uh, an interesting point, which is why are they so steadfast in saying Wiggins is part of the core? And Andy, I think you agree with me on this one. I feel like that's just PR. I feel like, I feel oh, like yeah. it's just because. So you're probably right. They overvalue Wiggins. They think Wiggins is better than Andy Lou and Sam Fandiari think Wiggins is. Like what they consider a good return for Wiggins is higher than what you and I consider a good return for Wiggins. But like in general, I think it just comes down to they don't think they can get value for him. They think he's a better player for them than what people are offering them for him. Yeah. Yeah. I, I agree with the PR stuff. I mean, just, I mean, come on. You, they, they're putting Wiggins in the same breath as Steph, Clay, and Draymond. I mean, everybody knows it's disingenuous. I mean, they're just. They used <laughs> to do on. that with Harrison so, Barnes, by the way. Remember that? Remember that we have six. Yeah. Part, the part, now, part of that too is those guys' confidence aren't, levels aren't great. Like Harrison Barnes doesn't have this in, in, innate ability to just be confident. Yeah, right? he's not, he's he's not Barnes. 
So he's Harrison. Uh, same with Andrew Wiggins. Why he's was a number one pick, but he's not. He's just a standard average NBA player. Well, maybe slightly above average. And part of that is mental, right? It's like he, it, them trying to gas him up. You know, hopefully gives him more confidence. But um, anyway, let's let's move on from the Wiggins stuff. We're gonna find out here in about a week whether he takes it or not. Anyway, that, that's kind of how I feel about it. Like I kind of think he will, but like we can. We're just debating for no reason. <laughs> so. Yeah. All right, Big Walter, please, please take us out on a high. Take us out on a high. All right. Big Walter. Like someone <laughs> there we go. Freaking mute button. Uh, there we go. I do yeah. audio support it for a living, so I guess it makes sense. Um, yeah. Audio professional. Anyway, yeah, yeah. No, I, I, I like to stay positive on these things, but man, come on, Wigs, you got, you got to do better than this shit. It's so, it's such bullying. You don't care about your fellow human. You don't care about, you know, potentially harming others and killing others. It's such bullshit. But, uh, you know, maybe maybe his pocketbook will convince him. Who knows? Um, you know, his fellow man isn't worth it. But, you know, doesn't look at that guy gives a shit about anything. He never cares if he misses a jumper, never cares if he fucks us over in a game. You know, it's just he doesn't care about shit. It's not really that surprising. But um, here's hoping that we get more minutes for Kaminga. Looking forward to that. Looking forward to Moody getting more run because you know, forty-one games without why without uh, Wiggins will give him more playing time. It's it's going to be good. Jordan Poole's taking human growth hormone. He's now going to be seven, eight. You know, it's it's going to be awesome. So I think the main thing is that hey, fans out there, don't 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 be internet sleuths. Jordan Poole ain't growing. He's the same height as Steph Curry. He's going to be awesome. He's probably going to be the sixth man, like Ryan said. If not, he could be most improved. Let's be stoked about that. And we don't have to guess that he's, you know, growing into some type of beast. Love you all. See you on the Discord. Like, hey, Mick, Mick Walter, before you go, what are you most yo, excited about for preseason? But, oh, dude, you guys doing this this play whatever thing that's going to be going on, that's going to be dope. <laughs> I'm looking forward to that. That's going to be Appreciate you, man. Appreciate you. That's the uh, way. Mick that's Walter. the way we're going out, Mick Walters. We appreciate you. Appreciate everyone who tuned in. We will be back shortly. <laughs>